to back in a belly to belly. It's your host, Jeff, with another episode of the Jeff Cast podcast. Another movie review, that is, and it's episode 443 of the cast. And uh, thanks for tuning in today on the show. Today, one time only. I feel like I have to cough, but I, I'm holding it back. So that's my voice sound. <laughs> there you go. I did have to cough. Uh, sorry to bother you is the film I will be reviewing. It's a direct, written and directed by Boots Riley in his directorial debut. And I actually watched this in the theaters at the Riverview 17. And it's funny because it's a Regal, Cinema's, uh, Regal Cinema movie theater, and it's called Riverview 17. And the name of the company that's at the forefront, uh, one of the two companies that's at the forefront of this, the, the plot of this movie is, is called Regal View. So I was watching at the Regal River View, which I thought was, that was, I couldn't get that out of my head when I was watching this film in the theater the whole time. I was like, God, really? I loved this film. That's it. That's the end of the review. Uh, thanks for tuning in. No, um, I'm on Wikipedia right now. I just to pull it up to get some stats right and some cast member names right as I do when I record these things. Very, very professional show. I literally have no prep work. I just pull up Wikipedia and I start, I press record. Uh, it's just, uh, that's how we do it. We fly by the seat of our pants here at the Jeff Cast Industries, and that's uh, just how we've always done it, and that's how we always will. I promise. And so the first sentence of the Wikipedia page for Sorry to Bother You is, Sorry to Bother You is a 2018 American science fiction comedy film. What? I almost feel like that's a spoiler alert in the in the first sentence of Wikipedia. And thank God I didn't read this before I watched the film because I would have. I think I would have, if I had read that line, just science fiction, those two words. If I had gotten those on my in my head going in, I would have. That would have changed how I was watching the movie, and it would have ruined, in a lot of ways, sort of a big reveal in the film. And let me just stay straight up. Uh, I'll make clear, as always is the case with the Jeff Cast podcast movie reviews, is that this is a spoiler zone. You've entered the spoiler zone. There will be spoilers from here on out. There's no fast flash forwarding. The whole thing is, I don't. It's all. If it, it, I, I I record these, assuming that you've all you've also seen the movie. I, I don't know if that's the right way to do this because you're not supposed to like recommending new film or recommending films. But I, I feel like. If I'm, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like the score, I, I don't hide the score. So, I mean, you can get get my recommendation by the score. And if you want to listen to it, this is, well, anyway, we're going to get into spoilers. The science fiction element of the movie, which really doesn't reveal itself until you're more than halfway through, I want to say. Yeah, I would say it's 60% of the way through the film is when the big sci-fi plot point is revealed. And that's, uh, and it, it is a reveal. And I'll just get right into it. There are horse people. And the movie was already really weird. And, but it was not like, it was a, like that moment was such a great, uh, t to me, it's sort of like why I love going to the movies because it's, it's, uh, it, it takes you out of your, you know, your space of having, you thinking you have any idea what might happen in this film. And that to me is just, uh, the earmarks of a great film is when you can go minute to minute and be like, I don't know where this is going. This is so interesting. When you want, when you're able to go into fresh to a movie like that, 
And I feel like listing it as a science fiction comedy film, even if that's what it is, and because the once that part of the plot, once Lakeith uh, Stanfield's character, uh, who look his name's Cassius Green, Cash Green. Okay, that's a little on the nose for my liking, but maybe it's so on the nose it's supposed to be in itself a par a parody of naming characters after you know in, in sort of like a weird. Um, trying to, you know, a uh, symbolic, me metaphorical way. Uh, maybe. Well, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, his name's Cash Green. So Lakeith Stanfield, who's, who's awesome in this film, he's really, he's uh, the dude who's from Atlanta. He was in Get Out. He played the guy who says, Get Out. He said the titular line in, in, in Get Out. Already already a legend. Uh, and, and we'll talk about Get Out a little bit. I don't want to, I feel like it's, uh, too easy to just want to compare these movies in, in, to each other because of the actor being in both and sort of the theme, some of the themes. But uh, I will tread water around that later, but let's just get into it. So the, this, this, this moment I'm talking about, Lakeith Stanfield is in the, is an army hammers at a party being held by army hammer. And I'm just realizing now that to get into any of this to kind of, at a, it would lead me to, to really need to, because everything I mentioned is going to necessitate me explaining something that happened before it, and then I would just be reciting the whole plot. So I, I really am recording this under the guise that you have also watched the film. So let's just let's just clear the air there, I guess. Uh, the hor he finds the horse people in the bathroom, and they're like, <laughs> and I and I was the way that shot, and I want to say this for for a first time director who's clearly dealing with a a budget of $3 million, which is like pennies in the, the scheme of things in, in, in the world today, uh, is what, what he was able to do with that is really, really great. I mean, it, it's to think that the, the, some of the, the, the shots he, he comes up with and the effects, like there's no CGI, uh, really. These 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 horse people are like real deal. Almost very much rem reminded me of uh, Jim Henson's The Dark Crystal, and uh, I I love the I love the whole look of this film. This film had just a great aesthetic to it that was just uh, that just popped the entire time, and uh, it, it's so weird. It's it's so bizarre. Like it's it's clearly this absurdist satire. And just, I, I'm, I'm prone to, you know, if you throw those two words at me, which I knew going in, those, that's, some, that's one of the descriptions I had heard about the movie going in. I was like, oh, it's a kind of an absurd satire. I'm already in. I'm sold. Uh, so I, I, you know, I'm not your, your average moviegoer in the regards that, that, that that's so right at my alley to begin with that I'm more, I'm more attuned to like it, if that makes sense. So like I was already, I mean, I feel like I'm the target audience for this for this type of movie. Uh, and and there's a million ways I could go with this review. I I love the I love the film, and um, you know where do I want where do I want to talk about? Because you can talk about so much. I feel like I could just talk for an hour and a half on just this film, um, because there's really so much you could dissect it from uh from uh some of its themes you could talk about it from the, some of the just the straight up uh technical stuff the the movie making that i loved um uh so i'll just jump around if that's okay with you fair listener 
Uh, one of the technical things to the top this job made the head, right at the top of the of my head was there's the scene where he's <laughs> this is gonna sound crazy, but again, you've you've also watched the film. But when he summons the horse people from the uh, the mansion to then come help fight the SWAT team members who were helping beat up the protesters. Just talking about it, I'm, I'm laughing because it's so great. But when he summons the horse people to come down and help with the take care of the uh, help the protesters, he there's like a battle scene, right? So like you think about this, you got three million dollars. Like how would you shoot this battle scene? And he does it in a way where he clearly like he just didn't have the money to film like a large scale battle scene in a, outside of a well, office building. So what he, what he does is he has um, the uh, cash character, cash screen, um, thrown into the back of like a paddy wagon cop bus, a uh, cop van, and he's peering out through uh, a narrow rectangular eye scope view uh, back window of the van. And so it's shot from that perspective. So you kind of, you only get these moments of the horse people coming and back and surging against the uh, police force, security force, and um, yeah, I just the little things like that where you clearly like, oh, let's get creative. We don't, we can't shoot this in a large scale. How do we shoot this and make it look cool and make it look interesting? And the movie is just littered with uh, with moments like that from a visual standpoint that I that I really appreciated and really loved. And uh, I guess the so all right, so the theme so I think. I had some issues with Get I liked Get Out a lot. I reviewed Get Out. You can go find that back in the archives. I did review the movie Get Out, and I hesitate to even bring it up in comparison, but it's it's sort of relevant. Uh, there's they're two. They're both satires, right? On the on the on the surface, they're both satires. Um, they both deal with race. Although this movie is not, whereas Get Out almost specifically deals with race, just like race, racism, uh, race in in this country. And this movie, that's an element to it, but this movie is, is dealing with some, I, I think, you know, maybe not larger is not the better word, but just some some different, uh, if not larger, just as, just as big and important issues. And that's just like the idea of uh, what capitalism is doing to the, to the country and the world. And that whole idea of power and the powerless and, and that whole structure with the... Um, with the, the evils of capitalism. That's really at the forefront here. The, the, the racial, the racial stuff in this movie is getting played up in the commercials with the, uh, you know, the, if you knew anything about this movie, you've probably seen the trailer, which pushes the whole, like use your white voice thing. And David Cross obviously comes across as his voice when he talks on the phone. And so, yeah, that's obviously, that's a racial component there. I'm not denying that race isn't an issue in this movie and it's not something that's tackled. And it's actually tackled quite well, the thing I like about this movie, and I almost feel like the score I gave is slightly too low, uh, so I might revise it to, to put it up uh, a little higher. But um, is that it's it, as a satire, it sort of works perfectly because it's really funny and, and and it makes you laugh at these horrible things, which is like a good satire. It should be funny. Uh, whereas Get Out, I never thought was like. Yeah, it, it's definitely has that satirical thing, and the whole the whole ending of, of Get Out and what, what the twist actually is. There's satire pl- at play in there, but as the, as a movie on a whole, you know, eight tenths of that movie is just you're dealing with a horror film that turns out to have this kind of there's undertones, but then it turns out to be this kind of satirical farce 
in the end. And I don't think that movie handled nearly as well as this one did in, in terms of being working, working as a satire solely, as straight-up satire. And really, you know, when you say, uh, when, when this is described as a science fiction comedy film, you know, the word, I'm going to search the word satire on here. So the word satire is only mentioned uh, one time in the entire Wikipedia page of, sorry to bother you, uh, which is unfortunate because I think it, it is, it is, um, and I'm this guy, I'm just, this just popped my, popped into my eye. Joshua Hughes from Exclaim gave the film a nine out of 10, as I will be doing. And he said, it belongs to a rich tradition of satires falling in line with everything from Putney Swope to Pootie Tang to Idiocracy to UHF. Proud, bright, loud, audacious, and endlessly fun. I yeah, I would agree with all that. It's um, it's a beautiful middle finger of a debut. It is, and that's really, truly, uh, what is of note here is that this, as a debut film, to hit all the notes that this does, uh, I would say run, don't walk to your nearest theater uh, to go check this one out. I can't really recommend it highly and high, uh, highly enough. Uh, it's it's a it's a, a uh, if is if Get Out got some Oscar love, uh, this one. Probably won't because this this movie is attacking capitalism, which is like the, uh, probably a bigger no no in a lot of ways than uh, race even. And like again, that's you know that could be debatable, but uh, it's enough. Uh, but then this this movie certainly deserves to be on some some best of the year list. It's certainly the best movie I've seen in twenty eighteen, and I have not seen a lot of them yet. Uh, but it was the first actually first time I got out to the theaters in a long time, and uh, it was nice to get out there. I love going to see movies. I wish I could go more, and I hope to uh, watch some more movies and uh, do some more movie reviews. Actually, I'm going to plan on watching a movie today, I think. I haven't decided, but uh, certainly want to get going again with the movie reviews. Uh, hit a bit of a schneid. <laughs> and uh, sorry, my phone's going nuts right now. All right, um, that's all we got here. Sorry to bother you. I give it a 9.119. little uh, symmetrical number there. For a movie that, as a debut, uh, one of the one of the better ones, I think will I think this will this movie will stand the test of time, and uh, it's certainly one that I cannot recommend. And I know I've said that seventy five times already, but please just go see this movie. It's really good. It's sorry to bother you. Uh, movie review is ended. The Jeff cast is over. The second of two back to back to back to belly to belly episodes is now over. Go in peace. I love you.